0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am super excited to hang out with my friend and incredible talent manager, Chris Giovanni, who has started Gem Talent Management, and he has so much information to imbue to actors out there who are listening, and we are going to connect with him right now and hang out and, and let's have some fun. Chris, come on on, and I'm so grateful that you're coming on with me today.
1: Hey, Sherry. How have you been? It's been a while.
0: I know. Happy New Year. Happy
1: Happy New Year. Year. I haven't seen you you since we had uh, lunch in West Hollywood years ago.
0: I (laughs) I know. And yet we both still look the same. It's crazy. It's crazy. Chris. I want to get right into it because I know I don't have that much time with you because you're so freaking busy and I love it and I'm so happy and he's all stressed out already on January 10th because right. the, the season has, has is piling in already and you know what I will say I have some some really great clients of yours that I've been working with that are so damn dedicated and it inspires me so I like talking with you know, industry professionals who have actors who are so dedicated to the craft, who want to immerse themselves and just get better. Even if they're doing films, they're still in classes. And your people are awesome.
1: Thank you. Well, you know, I always love to send clients to you because I feel like you get it. You have that inside industry knowledge and you really bring it out of them. So kudos to you. I thank you for the service.
0: Thank you. I am obsessed with coaching actors and teaching the acting. I mean, I was. That's where I come from. So if I can get other people to get it, it's so exciting. And, you know, being an actor, doing that, this artistry is an addicting business. So you want to learn the craft. You want to immerse it. Then you want to book those jobs. You take that roller coaster. Am I getting it? Am I not getting it? Then I get it. Then, you know, the addiction happens. But enough about that. I want to talk about you. And I want to hear all about, like, Chris, you started this management company when you were, what, 19?
1: 19 years old. Um, So it's funny because I went to a school that specialized in performing arts. And so growing up from, I would say, sixth to about twelfth grade, Mm -hmm. I was into the performing arts. So I did play production. I did advanced drama. And once I got out of high school, I maintained a lot of connections. And so I would, for instance, like I would have friends that were models. And yep. then I would know photographers and my photographer friends would be like, Hey, do you know someone that can model for me uh, for our e-commerce campaign, $200 pair them up. And then that would be, you know, it would be like 10% of like $20. Right. And then I realized this was a business. Like I said, this is management and it yeah, just it just kind of fell into there.
0: But that's so young to you have had, I mean, to, 19 to start a business that means you have huge amounts of confidence inside your soul where did that come from thank you mom and dad maybe or mom maybe or something maybe because 19 you're a baby
1: I know we' definitely thankful to mom and grandma um I think that growing up I always knew I was gonna be successful I just didn't know exactly what route that was gonna be you know mm-hmm. obviously you know being a part of the arts really brought that out of me to say like you know I can appreciate acting like you know being on stage and learning like Panamiming like the stage cues and stuff and like Shakespeare that really like intrigued me I just knew I didn't want to be in front of the camera once I became 19 so you knew that
0: there was well there was some kind of business sense that you had you're you're a connector a connector a manager is a connector really and a hand holder and a a guide
1: yeah I absolutely like I love the business aspect of it from a a very young year because it was like I found myself looking at contracts. Like when I was going to school, Like I would take business law classes. And so I wanted to learn the insides of the business and help build others. And okay. so,
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So at 19, like, you know, I, I just kind of, I, I had a hundred dollars. So I started the website and I built CGM. It was originally CGM model management because that's usually, that was what I was starting off at. Mm-hmm. And then it just catapulted. I started building relationships and we got into actors and that's been our, our thing.
0: Yeah. That's so crazy to me. So when you started, so you had hundred dollars, you could start a website, but then how did you start meeting people? And, and like, because a part of a manager. You have to get people that you're going to represent, but you also have to have connections with casting directors and producers and executive producers and directors. How did you go about doing that? For anybody so, out there who might be thinking about becoming a manager or an agent yeah. or anything besides being an actor or just hearing your journey.
1: Absolutely. So in the beginning, um, and I said this in my post yesterday because our company just turned 13 years.
0: Um congratulations. Happy, happy to you. Amazing.
1: Thank you. Please don't nail out my age. <laughs> You're no. still
0: a baby. I could be your mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's just... Enough about that. <laughs> okay. So I, I started off
1: with just code emailing, right? So mm, that's, amazing. That, that's really where it started. It, it you know, I code emailed a lot of people. And of course, my emails in the beginning weren't as put together. So I was met with a lot of ignores, because you know, in our in our in our business, you know, ignoring is very common, right? Yeah. And so I had to figure out, how am I going to get into this industry if what I'm doing right now is not working? So I changed the approach in my emails. I started saying, hey, you know, I'm new on the scene. I acknowledge that. Um, I know that you're very busy, but I would like to treat you to lunch of some sort of your choice. Um, I don't know many professionals in Hollywood that would turn down a lunch, especially one that's on my my dime. Um, so I, I ended up meeting an agent, um, I'll say his name, Daniel Ortega, who was at Pantheon at the time. Um, And he sat down with me and really ran the ropes. Like I, at that time, I, I I didn't know much about it. I didn't know about Mm -hmm. co-stars. I just knew that there was a film business there and I wanted to be a part of it. He sat down with me for a couple of times and he's like, well, look like, you know, co-stars make this much. And this is what kind of actors uh, analyze the industry, watch television. And I, I, I took that in. And then I also talked to a few other affiliates like Cheryl Martin from CMA, who was really one of my mentors. And she's like, you know, you should get into the talent managers association. So that way you can really learn the business. So at 24, you know, I made the investment to get into the TMA. And that's where I really got to learn, like, you know, how it works among working with other managers that have working clients and what the networks and studios are looking for when they're buying actors. And really, just to attest to everything, it's really just having that wherewithal to say, like, look, like, let me learn first. Let me understand the industry before I go throwing myself in there.
0: you didn't give up like you started at 19 and now you're saying you cut to you when you're 24 so you went into it and then started learning as you as you went along and that takes guts and balls and like I tell all my actors to be courteously aggressive and doing it and you do need mentorship so whoever that person was Daniel who took you under the wing under your wing he he obviously opened the doors for you
1: Yeah, he definitely helped. Daniel and Cheryl, Cheryl Mm Martin, were very influential in the fact that I was able to learn how to transition my business. Because between 19 to 24, I was mainly focused on, you know, e-commerce models Mm -hmm. or, you know, unscripted talent, which, you know, that reaches a peak it's non-union work so it's like you can have and with models you know there's an age limit so mm-hmm. once you reach that age limit then you got to find a whole new batch mm-hmm. and I was like this isn't really like it's not fulfilling me has a, a business rep so mm-hmm. that's when I emerged into going with Daniel and Cheryl and learning like okay this is how you represent actors this is how you know Who has it, or what kind of tweaks, or what classes they need to go to, which helped me to propel the business with that insight.
0: And then also how to hold their hand and how to make deals. If you have to make a deal, I know it's not the manager's job to make a deal, but if your client that you get has something and then they don't have an agent, don't you have to make the deal for them?
1: Yeah. Uh, So I don't close. What I'll do is normally I try to put them with an agent. If I can't right away, then I have legal representation because obviously California law we can't close on a deal directly, right?
0: Okay, and then let's just cut to that little scenario though. So, what exactly are, is the job of the manager? Because I mean, I know, but people listening don't exactly know, and sometimes there's a crossover and they get confused. So, let's go over the basics of that, please.
1: Absolutely. So, I always say a manager is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the backbone of your career right it's supposed to be the person that tells you what to do how to do it how to advise you on how to navigate the industry because majority of the actors that come out here are normally from somewhere small back east or from the east coast and they're just thrown into the wolves which is la show business and so most actors come in and they're like okay well let me get an agent and then they're submitting against agents across town. But what, they're not, what they don't understand is that agents look for the car to already be moving. And if the car isn't moving, they're not going to get in. This is the job of the manager to put the oil in the car, make sure that it's drivable, check the brakes and stuff, and prepare and get the car running. So that way the agent comes in and kind of compliments the work of the manager. Now, as the client starts to book, and we're talking about series regulars and you know leads and features, the manager comes in and becomes a little bit more. Uh, they 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 help with the public relations. They help with the getting a business manager to help with the finances. They help with you know legal team, you know, and making sure the team is full so that way the car continues to go further. Right. So. Yeah, especially in the beginning, like a manager is very important because, you know, we have access to breakdowns and we can help them get the roles that they need. So that way it can help start their career.
0: And then uh, you hold their hand along the way, because I feel like actors should not be calling their agents. They have to call their manager if they're having issues or, you know, conflicts or feeling nervous. I mean, I actually tell people, even to your manager, don't complain because don't you want to feel like that? quality of the person that you're working for is confident so does it bother you when actors you know call you and and you know get worried about things or or stressed out do you mind that or is that part of your thing
1: no i i i encourage it because your manager is supposed to be the closest person to you besides your family you know um i have we have a good amount of clients and they all have my phone number they all have my cell phone number and I, I've been on calls, they've cried to me, they've been mad, they've been frustrated. You know, it, it, it hurts sometimes. It hurts, especially when you are going for a series regular and you're told you're getting ready to make six figures up front when you negotiate the test deal. And then it goes to another actor because it's based off of a look, you know?
0: You, listen, not even for a series regular, any role, because any role, you put work into it.
1: Right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You put and, work and, into well, it you coach, you know, and this industry is, it, it's fickle, you know, you can have that moment where it's like, I, I have clients that they'll get like 10, 12 auditions in one month, and then it might be slow the next month. Like yeah. you just never know. So I, I always open the door for my clients to feel comfortable calling me, you know, even if it's just not even about work, if it's just personal that they're dealing with, you know, I would say a manager is, uh my second job is the therapist you know like i got to figure out how to get to them in the mindset to be okay so that way they can focus on booking these roles or whatever they need to do for their career
0: i think that's so great and i think that's so important for a manager because actors are such vulnerable you know risk takers on a daily basis and gosh, if I was an actress and I had you holding my hand, I can say, Chris, I'm freaking out right now. And you will be like, it's cool. Just calm down. It's just to have that extra person who's in the industry with you, pushing your career forward. It just, it's probably very soothing for your actors.
1: Right, yeah. I, you know, and also like, you know, it's important to have a team. I always say that is caring of you because it's very easy to get into this like machine model, which I call- you know, a, a rep that takes on an actor and just throws them out the wall to see what they look, right? Mm-hmm. And the big thing is having that connection with each artist to be like, okay, I know this person at the back of my hand, mm-hmm. um, what's going on, you know, getting that feedback from them for casting and stuff and just tracking that progress so that like, you can have these kind of conversations and they feel comfortable to have these kind of conversations with.
0: And do you do you reach out for um, feedback on, on some of the auditions, on a lot of the auditions, or just the ones that you just feel like you just want to, you want the feedback just to see how the actor's doing? Because obviously you're either going to get the job or not get the job. You don't really, an actor doesn't really need feedback. You just want to get the callback. You want to get the pin. You want to get the booking. You want to get the test deal. You don't want, you want to close the deal. But do you follow up? On, on all your clients, or do you pick and choose what you're going to reach out to casting for?
1: Not at the first round. I usually tell my clients, you know, the feedback in the first round is the callback. So yeah. Um, yeah. I won't nag casting or studio execs if it's at the beginning. If they reach to a producer session or a director session or a pin, that's generally where I'll get the feedback from the creatives to see how they're doing. Another reason why I would obviously want to follow up for a client is if they're going in for an office five, six, seven times, and or a show five, six, seven times, and I'm trying to figure out what's not allowing them to book, I might call that cash director or that studio exec and I might ask like, hey, I noticed, you know this client has been going in for five, six times. He's been pinned to, um, you know, called in three more times. like what's what's going on and usually I'll relay that feedback to the client like okay you know take this back to your coach so that way you understand what is going on
0: but is it anything really it's just really an actor's energy if they're getting that close and the casting office is bringing them in so many times they're obviously doing good work they're obviously liking what they're doing so it's just it's just that little bit of energy it's just it's you just never know because it's so um random It's so random because you could give the best audition of your life and not hear a thing and you can give the worst audition that you feel like you've done and you can book the job.
1: Absolutely. Am I right? Yeah, it's definitely energy. I think it's confidence and energy. Like, you know, and that's why in the beginning when we usually sign clients, that's the first 60 days is really just me analyzing their audition, their materials, how they present themselves and I make notes on it. I'm like, you know, Hey, like I, I would love for you to make stronger choices with this, you know, or take this back to your coach. Um, I'm noticing that you're a little bit boxed in when you're self-taping, you know, and it's obviously different now because of COVID, you know, beforehand you can go into the office and you got to, you have to bring that je ne sais quoi to the cast. Yeah. Now you have to do it in a box and in a tape and send it. So
0: it's different, but it's so lucky because actors can do it over and over again. I see this. I see this a lot on all my podcasts, but I think it's such a blessing. Oh, my God. It's such a oh, blessing. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. When you meet an actor, what is it about them that you respond to that you're like, huh, I, I want to work with this person? Is it their resume? Is it their their body of work? Is it their personality? Is it everything combined? What is it? Is it different for everybody? What's that thing, Chris?
1: Well, when I first started, it was definitely resume. And that was because that was what I heard a lot among my peers, as well as analyzing my pitches, that there was more of a response when the client had credits, right? Mm-hmm. Um And where that shifted for me was when I had an open call three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And that open call, it was virtual. And I said, I was not going to focus on resumes. I was going to focus in the moment of these people, right? Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding a girl by the name of Inajite, who was phenomenal. She is
0: phenomenal. I've coached her.
1: Yes, you coached her. Um, I found her. Within a week, she had an audition for a series regular. It was the first audition before we left in December. Um, Long story short, she booked that. That was her first audition. Um, And from that told me that it's not a matter of the credits, but what that actor is putting out. Because her tapes are, she's just a girl that just naturally has it. And it's thankful to you for your coaching, because she's in the moment when she tapes. She's not thinking about... Oh, well, is this is this how she go? She's in the face of the camera, she's giving it. So, when I look for an actor, I look for someone that can bring it. Like, you know, that's just not worried about what that what's happening, that's in the moment, that obviously has the confidence, that knows what they want. Like, you know, I ask actors all the time, I'm like, "Well, what shows do you want to be on?" And they tend to stick from the two, which is like one of those CW shows or like Euphoria. And then when I asked them, well, why do you relate to any character? And are you watching this so that you know that if I do submit to you and you have to play their cousin or their uncle or whatever, are you going to be able to really relate and adapt? They usually fall flat with that answer.
0: Oh, so, really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy to me because I tell all my actors to watch all the shows because, you know what, there's an essence of your own personality that you could probably match a lot. There's so many There's such an abundance of shows right now. And that's so interesting that people limit themselves. So yeah, I'd be like... Yeah. And then also social media, like social media is not
1: the end-all be-all to me. Like I'm not looking for follower count, but it would be great to see different sides of my actors. Like if, if they swim a lot, like we love to see videos of that. Like if they are out on the scene going to SAG events and stuff, like stuff that really like showcases who they are uh, uh, publicly. Because when you become an actor and i when you become a series regular, like you, there's TCA's, there's press releases, there's, you know, satellite tours and stuff. So that's where that personality comes out. And we look to see if we can have that early on so that way we're not trying to coach them once they get to that level.
0: Well, it is all about inner confidence. So if you have the inner confidence that your vulnerability is going to shine bright, so you're going to feel like, wow, this person believes in themselves so much. I want to hang out with that person. So I feel like it's that hangout ability factor. And, you know, people are attracted to that, the power of who you are individually. So you like the person's isms and their quirks, if they could just get that on the page right away, because at the end of the day, when you're doing your characters, it is you in the imaginary circumstances with some other personalizations to connect you. But if you're feeling that in a conversation with somebody, if you're hanging out, this is my opinion, if you're hanging out with somebody and they're intriguing you and you're like, wow, I love I love this energy, you're going to probably want to sign them and work with them and see how it goes, right? Right. Yeah,
1: energy is huge, you know, um, I, I've had this saying on my website for years, and it's like I know who has star presence within the first few seconds of meeting them, and it's just like how they captivate their the room, how they are in their interviews, like they're able to really articulate what they want, they know what they want, and everyone that I've signed, because, you know, obviously, we get a lot of applicants, um, I feel that from interviewing them that they have what it takes you know and not to say that anyone that we don't decide to go doesn't have what it takes but their interviews are a little bit more stronger and they're a little bit more present with what they want for their career because they're hungry you know they're here paying you know thousands of dollars of rent you know using their savings and stuff so they're they're gonna go big or go home
0: and do you feel like because now that you you say that you'll take people that don't have a lot on their resume, what is it, their personality that will intrigue you and then you'll put them, what's your process? Do you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take you on for a while. You need to immerse yourself in classes. You need to immerse yourself in coaching on everything. We get you, or do you, do you take it slow? What's your process? Yeah. So if I'm taking
1: someone that doesn't have credits, uh, I'll start at the, the email. Um, mm-hmm. I love a very concise and straight to the point email, like, hey, I'm. this is my name, this is where I'm from, like, I have done this so far, A, B, and C, special skills, special skills are, I'm looking forward to talking to you about management. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big red flag for me is the emails that just are just like eight paragraphs of so just oh. random information, I have a cat named Henry, like, no, it's just too much, you know, and I become overwhelmed, you know. And also just making sure that it's concise headshots, maybe a clear reel. If you don't have a reel, a couple of self-tapes work so we can see. Um, and from there, I'm like, okay, I gauge the market. I'm like, is this the look that's currently going? Um, or is this person so passionate that I feel like I need to learn more? Mm-hmm. Then I get into the video interview, which is, you know, I ask them a bunch of questions, like where you're from, what's your story? Like, you know, that's where I get in depth with the story. Um, you know credits with your experience on set you know how would you how would you describe yourself in three words what kind mm. of shows you're watching and I always this is the one that throws them off I said if there's one actor currently on the scene right now and you think that you could take their role what would it be
0: oh interesting
1: and their answer kind of tells me if they are really in tune with the industry because they know their type they know the actor that they are most likely going to go against in the table realism and they know what they need to bring it to the table. And from there, like once I can piece that together and I say, okay, this person's passionate, they want to get in class with Sherry Shaw, they want to get anybody uh- <laughs> like, else out there. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, we can we can move forward. And you know, usually that like I said, that first 60 days is where I can try to understand like he's serious because. I'll have, you know, a potential applicant that will say, yeah, I'll get in classes right away. And we're talking about it 90 days later. And we're like, OK, so the season's over, you know. But
0: well, Plus, you have to train as an actor all year for years. And I have people that are on shows that are still in classes because they want to immerse themselves and just fine tuning and working that muscle because you're not always on set you're not always you know creating the life of the character so when you're in classes you constantly are and you're holding yourself accountable on a weekly basis so you're going to do the homework and by working that muscle you just get better but i want to side check. i want to ask you about the reels okay um so I tell my students, and then you're going to have a different opinion, that I think clips from class, if you don't have a show that you're on that you can't pull something and use it for your reel, then work on something from class, come into the taping room, get lit, get sound, and just do a minute of comedy, a minute of drama, because you guys just want to see what the person looks like. Some people recommend going to those other places to having those reels done. I don't think the the writing is so good, so I don't think they come out that well, and I think. The real. So, so tell me what your opinion is, because I could just babble forever. So, what's your opinion about the real?
1: I agree with you. I actually, it suggests that my clients either use a self tape or use class material because it's. I, and I've always gotten mixed feedback from this, but I hate when actors go and pay to get a real done. And the reason why I feel that is because that, I feel like acting is about being relatable to that character and also the work that you put in in auditioning and getting it. There's a different kind of emotion that is uh, on camera when you have done the work for that. But it seems fake to me, yes. From my experience, it feels like it's set up and it, it's, hey, I did this because I want to get more auditions versus I did this because I worked for it and I got it. So I tell all my actors, I would give me the self uh, I give me the class footage because I have put people on shows or I've gotten auditions from a pitch from self-tape material.
0: I'm going to have to 100% agree. And I think the main thing with those reels that are that people are paying for is that the writing is not good. And when the writing's not good and they're just doing this two shot back and forth, it it just seems like it's put on a little bit. It doesn't feel organic and layered and nuanced. And I think for dramas, you have to see actors who are nuanced for comedy. You have to see your isms and your quirks come through. So I think there's more layers when you just, you're working a scene from class and it seems more organic and natural and real and. Bro,
1: yeah. Like, it's like, it's a piece that you've been working on. You've been coached properly because a lot of the times they just go straight into the real, something that was written in like, you know, an hour and Mm -hmm. then they send it to, you know, us and I'm like, this doesn't feel real. Like, I feel like it's, you know, some of the places they go to, I'm like, I've seen this background like six, seven times already. So I already know where you went, you know, <laughs> it feels predictable. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent, you know, class footage and self tapes, you know, I even say if you want to go to your coach and take some material that's already been released, like some sides and tape. Yeah. That one too.
0: As long as it's been released, you could do anything. Right. A hundred percent to feel grounded and loose. and And I think the key for those reels is your personality has to shine through. Right. You you mentioned types. So I don't like to say types, but I get what you mean by that because it's a certain um, energy. Not to say that you're going to pocket somebody like in this little box just for one type. So what exactly do you mean when you say the type?
1: So I can clarify. I watch television Mm -hmm. and I look at what is currently coming out as far as looks, types, ethnicity, religion, whatever it is, right? Um, I don't box anyone in because if I like the person, I'm going to take them on. Mm-hmm. Um, I could proudly say that I'm probably one of the first few managers to take on transgender talent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I did that a very long time ago when Euphoria first came out. Um, and I have successfully learned how to accommodate diverse talent. So when I look at clients, I'm not like looking through and saying, okay, how do they look like, you know, I'm really like, okay, what is their story and how is their marketability going to be? And I have that conversation with them when I interview them. I'm like, look, like there may not be a lot of roles that fit you, but we're going to make sure that you get the roles that do. So if I have that conversation with them to let them know, like, you know, this market is pretty saturated, you know, Mm -hmm. know, like I, I... All my African-American males, like a lot of them apply with me, and I tell them, I say, look, like, there's a lot on that market right now, and you're going to get auditions, and you're going to book them, but it's a matter of booking the right role. So as long as they understand, like, I'm pretty much open, you know, only thing I just don't do personally, because as a manager... I'm never going to have 500,000 clients, you know, i want to make, I try to find people who are individual of each other. So that way they don't feel like, you know, here's Chris with, you know, seven of me and I have to worry about is two of them going to get a, a, an audition and not me, you know?
0: I, I hear you 100%. And I feel like you are immersed in your clients that you care so much. And, and that makes my heart smile because you know, as a coach, I'm obsessed. Right. And I care. And when I'm coaching somebody, it's part of me going on that that journey when people are getting better in class. It's part of me going on that journey. So what I'm hearing you say is it's part of you. Every person you take, you be, almost become a part of you. You get underneath who they are. Yeah. I
1: like I I'm, like. I've been to weddings, I go to birthday parties, I throw birthday parties for clients, like I've been to baby showers, like I've flown out to Texas for one of my clients first, you know, baby's, uh birthdays, like, I'm really in tune with my clients, because I want them to, they're, they're essentially trusting me with their life and their career, you know, on a daily basis. So it's like, I want them to feel like they have that support, and they're not going six, seven months being like, okay, so what's going on, you know? And then another thing is like a lot of actors will see, you know, their friends like having success and stuff or getting auditions and is having to explain to them that your the role that's for you will be for you. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get every audition. There's many things that can come into play there Mm -hmm. Um, and just encouraging them to stay in the mindset to be ready. So when they do book, then they can look back and say, "Okay, I understand why he said that, because this role is for me, not that one that I was talking about with my friend.
0: And 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 know that they're not your clients and actors out there. You're not going to get every role that you go out for. You might not get any role for a while. And all of a sudden there's an energy shift. So what do you say to your actors when they get into the actor cycle? Because it is an actor cycle. You could be working and then all of a sudden it just dries up and nothing you've done is different. It's just that cycle. What is your advice to your actors? Well, yeah,
1: I, I, my best advice is not only to stay positive, but mm-hmm. also to understand that this business is a game of time, right? Um, and one of the biggest success stories I could say as of recently that I was very proud of mm-hmm. was I have a client by the name of Barry Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with Barry for, I would say, almost two and a half, three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him during COVID. Um, and when I got Barry, you know, he, he's very theater oriented. So he's like, he's a real thespian, right? Mm-hmm. And he's
0: had he's my a favorite.
1: I know, but he's so big, like his energy, like his confidence. I was like, I have to sign him, got him. And there was a period of time where it was a bit dry because he's, you know, a more mature male and not a lot of roles come out for that age range. Right. Um, And sent him some auditions, you know, obviously we didn't get those. Then. I don't know what happened last year. It was just his year. You know, wow. he recurred on Reasonable Doubt with Kerry Washington. Then went on. He has another star show where he's a recurring guest star getting ready to come out with their season two. Um, he just did. Um, he slated to appear in the White Man Can't Jump reboot. He's so crazy. He's on a national tag, oh. McDonald's. Like, all this in one year. Just probably just did a, a Super Bowl commercial. like. <laughs> Like this guy is really living in his moment and he could have very well gave up. Cause it was a good year of just not having anything, you know, but he stayed persistent and now he's working consistently.
0: It's so good, but you do need that training. And I do love, I mean, yeah. I'll have to start taking someone through their next Broadway performance, but I'm obsessed with theater based actors too, because that training under your belt allows you to be able to um, adjust for film and television, which is a lot more, a smaller version of your theatrical, you know, what, what you've been trained to do, but because you have the tools and the necessary training underneath from years, from your younger years, there's just a, um, there's a confidence factor. There's also a, uh, a voice, a resonation of your voice because you learn how to speak from your diaphragm and you can control that. And there's, there's a little bit of a difference that I find. Not that it's going to, you know, matter really along the way, because whatever you train in is going to be wonderful, but there's a, there's a a vocal confidence. Do you see that at all? Yeah. I, I will say with
1: Barry, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm huge on theater, you know, coming from that background. Um, I do think that with coaching, it amplifies it, especially like if they're going to you, of course. Right. And sometimes they are a little too big with the performance because that's what that's what it is no you and have
0: to learn but you have the training so you can learn how to bring to it in down. bring it to the heart have that person right in front of your face yes right
1: exactly and so when they're like i said i keep using you friends because we use you a lot but it's like you know how to bring them back to being one and not so huge with the performance because It can go from jazz hands to a real gritty, just relatable performance, which I think once they get the best of that and knowing when it's okay to go big, when it's like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist or something, (laughs) or if it's like something gritty, like a euphoria, like they know the balance. And that's what I think coaching does very well for them. And then they're great.
0: Yeah, it's just, you need that third eye. That third eye really helps everybody because, and we're going to segue off the theater, but theater, you have to reach the back of the room. And even when you adjust from theater and you're pulling it in, I know, because when I was an actress, I came from theater and I had to make that adjustment. Now it's so easy. I'm not an actress anymore, but I understand it. So a high piece of advice out there for actors is that put your hand in front of your face. So when you're putting your hand in front of your face and you're using the other person, that's the other person, you're not going to have to shout. You bring it to the heart. You just talk to them right from here. Try that out there right now, you guys, because it's going to adjust it for you because that camera comes to your heart. So the simplicity of all that nuance really helps you. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I want to ask you. I want to ask you before we close out, because I'm keeping this short and brief today. Here's my question. I want you to shout out three positive things that you want to advise actors to do as they start their career. And then we're going to end this with three things to continue in their path of this career.
1: Okay, so I'm sorry, you said- uh, Three positive advice.
0: things. Three things or three just, you know, it doesn't have to be positive, but just things that they need to do to start- their career before they even reach out for looking for a manager?
1: I think the first thing to do is to one, study the business. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell a lot of actors, it's very important that you understand the market, which is through looking like deadline and the Hollywood reporter and stuff. So research mm-hmm. is one. So that way you know who you're going against your types and networks and what they're looking for. Okay. Two, I think it's motivation making sure that you have some kind of consistent regimen. You know, I would say classes, making sure that you're staying healthy, exercising, eating right, because it's not just about can this person act, you know, it's a business. So they want to make sure that who they're putting on a camera is equipped mentally and physically to be ready for whatever they are to do with their role. The third is just like, you know, I'm very religious. Everyone knows Romans 8, 28. Um, to, to I didn't
0: know I just knew that right now I didn't know go oh ahead. yeah
1: Christian I have Romans 828 on everything my Instagram Twitter everywhere um I stay religious or I I pray a lot so I always pray before I do a lot of things before I get up for the day so that kind of helps so I just say being in tune with not only your emotions and just understanding that your moment will come is the biggest motivation I say for not just actors but myself you know like I wake up every day and I know I'm going to compete against every major management company, both in L.A., outside of L.A., you know, overseas. But I always know that I'm going to give my best shot and I'm going to do what I can for that day. So,
0: mm-hmm. And so you're basically saying some, some kind of spiritual connection, whatever that is for you, that makes you feel like you have that little bit of extra energy to push you forward and trusting yourself. Yes. Right, yeah. And going it up to a higher power, or whatever that higher power is.
1: Exactly. Whatever, you know, they feel best connected with or like I, I exercise every day. Like, you know, I make sure I eat breakfast and, you know, just really get in the mindset to approach the day. And I think once you get that kind of kickoff, you know, from the beginning, you know, you're you're off to the races.
0: And especially as actors, because you are the instrument that you play. So you have to have your sleep you have to have your healthy right. eating because you know when you don't eat right you just feel shitty and then it makes your brain not respond right. and be able to be accessible in your heart to stay vulnerable if you're not you know nourishing and drinking a lot of water so sleep exercise food and water is the necessary elements for actors but guess what what I'm hearing from you, it's a necessary thing for you too, because even though you're not in front of the camera, you are an artist as a manager. So you have to have the nourishment to sustain yourself. And I'm sure your days are long with a lot of energy coming at you, as you say, like a therapist, because your, your actors need you and they rely on you and they, they 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 want you to work for them and they want to work for you too.
1: Right. And I would say the number one tip, and I think, you know, It's kind of unorthodox, but I truly don't care. Like I pitch, I come up with ideas. I have clients that have projects and I send them out. I don't care if I'm not going to get a response back. I don't care if it's going to be a pass because every no is going to lead to a yes somehow. But if Uh, I never say that, I
0: Yes, I agree. You can never care what anyone thinks of you. If you go on the right path, you're going to do it the way you should do it, you know, honestly, and in the way you're, you know, uh, business wise, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I agree with you 100%. And actors, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you. Just it matters what you think of you. So do it to your fullest. Yes, Chris.
1: Yes, that's that's my number one right there. It's just like just approach every day, as is, whatever happens, is going to happen in this timing, and just leave it there.
0: Yep. And before we close out, and I'm so appreciative of your time and you guys out there, if you're responding and connect to Chris and you want to send your material to him, are you open to that? Yes, absolutely. So how will they reach you?
1: So we have our website, which is cgymtalent.com. There is a button that says Be Discovered. Uh, or apply at the bottom and it's a form where everyone can send their actors access why they want to be signed what their goals are and it goes to the entire team when to submit it um, they can oh I, I look at every single person that comes in even referrals um, and yeah they can send it there you know um, uh, they can ask questions on the site prior there's a fact section like they're definitely all the information is definitely on the website
0: Get on this, guys, if you're looking and you're connecting to the information that Chris is saying, because even as actors out there, it's important for you to also have the energy from the manager that you connect to. Don't be desperate and just want anybody. You want to connect. So if you're vibing today with the information Chris is saying, take that chance. Send your stuff over. This is I do this as a vessel for everyone to connect, to make those connections and to move that needle in your career upward. So before we close out, I'm so appreciative of your time. What are three things that you want to leave us with? So when people are when actors are feeling like it's not going their way, what's just a little bit of that inspiration? And then we're going to say thank you for today.
1: Of course. So number one is understanding that there's a role out there for you. It doesn't matter of it being written. I always tell my clients. Um, I say two: if you are feeling down, take a break and exercise and eat well. Um, I find myself when I feel stressed out, you know, or things are not going my way in that day, I might take like an hour break and go eat something or like go revisit why that didn't happen so you know I can improve so definitely taking time to be more in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. the third advice is it goes back to my main model which is like if you're feeling like things are not working out just start shooting it out you know reach out to casting I even know casting says they don't like to really be reached out to I again I don't care you know they're like even for us as reps and I'll give you an insight like There's some breakdowns. Majority of them, they'll be like, do not contact casting to call our pitch. I don't care. I I listen, we all have bills. My clients want to work. I am going to email you because you're going to look at it regardless. And nine out of 10, you're going to see someone that you like. So I if you maintain that level of just like, you know, self-awareness of making sure that you're taking care of your body and yourself understanding that that time is going to come and three, doing what you can and not necessarily waiting for your agents or managers or whoever to get you an opportunity, find that opportunity with them, you will be fine.
0: I love you. Thank you so much. You know, I've connected to you through all these years and I've worked with a lot of your clients, but you as a human, I'm I'm inspired by you because you started. So you still are a baby. You still are so young, whatever, but you, you have the the gumption and the passion. And I respond, you know, I was a self-starter myself with that passion and the perseverance and, and just like, nothing's going to get in your way because you you're you want it and you believe in it. So guys out there, stay courteously, aggressive, go for your dreams. A hundred percent. Don't care. Like Chris says, it doesn't matter do it because you love it and you want it and you need it. I love you guys. Chris, thank you so much. Thank We're going to end it today because I'm going into classes and you're going into pitching.
1: Yes, I'm <laughs> going to the office right now as we speak.
0: <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Have a great year ahead. Thanks, Chris.